So Ben, what do you think we should play or say before the intro? We need some no, play. no, no. What? Just play the no, music. No, no, no. Welcome to the Altered Podcast, where we honor God and the things He does. Sweet victory is mine at last. Hunter, we could have had a great intro. Um, we did. It's well, I mean, that is a great intro, yeah. But jamming. we were going to have something really cool. <laughs> no, and then wasn't. you just abruptly stopped us. We wasn't having anything cool. You, you want to hear something cool? No. This is <laughs> Thanksgiving week. Oh, it is. Yep. You know what else is cool? We're going to gobble it up. <laughs> you know what else is cool? Turkeys. This is episode 20. Woo! Ow! Everyone celebrate in your car and clap. Hands back on the wheel. <laughs> yeah, please put your hands back on the wheel. No dying. <laughs> you want to know what else is cool? You want to know what else is cool, Ben? Shopping. What? You want to know what else is cool? What? Welcome to the Altered Podcast where we honor God and the things that he does. That is cool. Yes. <laughs> yeah, because I don't think we've said that in the past like three episodes. Uh, oh, have we not? Oh, I don't no, know. We, we haven't said it. Yet until now, I am yeah. here live, live. With my co-host Ben, yay! And my other co-host Dina, hi. And my other co-host Jessica, hi. And a live viewer, her name is Alyssa Jane, and she's sitting over there going goo goo ga ga. Although while you're listening to this, we are not recording this live. I know so he you. always thinks that we're live. Um, we are. We are live <laughs> right now. <laughs> But we not are when they alive, actually get to hear yes. <laughs> The Bible says I'm alive in Christ. Hallelujah. They, yes. <laughs> but they will not be listening to us live in four weeks when we drop this episode. Three weeks. There were episode down. No. That's true. Because we will be preparing for our Thanksgiving feast with our families. Yes. And Yay. so, are we releasing a Thanksgiving episode? Isn't that what today is? <laughs> <laughs> Ben's a little confused. It's okay. Ben doesn't know when Thanksgiving is. He doesn't know what the presidents do. It's okay. <laughs> presidents? What are they? Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> I know who that is. He was a big tall feller who wore a top hat all the time. So if I wore a top hat, I'd be Abraham Lincoln? <laughs> That's true. No. <laughs> Praise the Lord. So can we talk about what today is? We uh, Sure, yeah. Tuesday. Is it? Please. <laughs> please. It depends <laughs> on when they listen to this. It could be Thursday. <laughs> Oh, yes. You will also hear that from our live viewer. Hey, you know what? I'd cry too sometimes. It's fine. <laughs> you was about to make a dad joke, wasn't you? <laughs> I was, actually. <laughs> but I'm not going to. So what's the topic for the today? Dina, what's the topic for today? Hospitality. Yeah, booty. And ho- so we... Ho- hospi- like hospitals? No. Hospitality, like inviting someone over to your house. Oh. Yeah. Why is hospitality and hospital such a close word? Because, because after you go to the hospital, you need to come home and have <laughs> people bring you food. <laughs> or yeah. they're supposed to show you hospitality in the hospital. Probably should. <gasps> but anyway. Interesting thought. Um, <laughs> but we thought that talking about hospitality today would be a great topic because, number one, the Bible tells us that's something we should be doing. And then... You know, with it being the week of Thanksgiving, typically in America, people have family come over, they have friends, coworkers, 
uh, other random people you might invite over to your house Hobos. to at least have a meal together. Mm-hmm. Did you know, just you know, after a quick Google search while y'all were talking, hospitality is rooted in the word hospital, which comes <gasps> from two Greek words meaning loving the stranger. It evolved to mean house for strangers and later came to be known as a place of healing. That, that was a Holy Spirit moment, man. But it was cool, yeah. <laughs> So, Ben, what do you think it means to be hospitable to someone else? So, okay, you kind of already talked about it a little bit, inviting somebody over to your house, but it doesn't just have to be that. To be hospitable to someone is to help them in their time of need, in my opinion. So, like, let's say, for instance, you're walking down the street, and you see the little old lady who's standing on the street corner, and she needs to cross the road, but she has her walker and her groceries, and she looks sad. What could you do to help the lady? You go, you get her groceries, you help her cross the street, you smile at her, you tell her have a nice day, you tell her a joke, you refer her to the Altered Podcast, and then when she says, Sonny, what's a podcast? You explain <laughs> the concept of podcast to her. That's hospitality. And then she'll <gasps> ask you to program her TV remote. <laughs> could you, Sonny, could you program my TV remote, please? And if you program her TV remote, she'll ask you to stop to get the uh, little blinky light on the microwave to stop. (laughs) So true. And then when you get the microwave uh, light to stop blinking, she'll ask you if you want some cookies. You should you should write that book. (laughs) When you give a mouse a cookie, aka when you give a grandma the elderly version, (laughs) grandma version. And at the end of the book, you're the pallbearer in her funeral. Oh Oh my gosh, that's so sad. That went dark quick. This was supposed to be a happy episode. <laughs> I'm thankful that you won't have to listen to this for very long. No, oh, my goodness. So if you are listening to the Altered Podcast from another country, because we have several uh, listeners now that are in different countries, you might be wondering what Thanksgiving is all about. So you should definitely have listened to the previous three podcasts where we talked a little bit about Thanksgiving. Yeah, was, those were awesome. If you haven't, you should go back and listen. And if you guys don't celebrate Thanksgiving, which you probably don't, um, you should. You know, most of our listeners are American, right? <laughs> I mean, so most of them probably do. <laughs> <laughs> There's some weird people out there. Ben. <laughs> That's true, I guess. But if you don't, we still, unless, you know. Unless they're like Chandler from Friends. That's true. <gasps> Anti-Thanksgiving. She is absolutely right. You are. See? I told you. That's, all, that's you why we brought her in here. That's, that's right. Friends expert. Hey, that's all right. So, and it also, if you're just wanting to start a podcast, there's a great platform that you can do it on, and that is Anchor. That's and what we host through. Yeah. That's right. And so that we have this great ad that's from them. And so why I go uh, to the little boys' room, that's... <laughs> what is everybody laughing, man? I why is it every time we play the ad, you all have to go to the bathroom and tell everybody who's listening? Because that's what boys do. <laughs> <laughs> you all go to the bathroom together. We just tell people that we're going. Can hey. we please edit this out? Nope. Here's the ad. <laughs> I didn't edit it out the last one either. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, I'm back and my hands are all scrub a dub dub. Thank you for that. <laughs> <laughs> if anybody is looking for another podcast host, <laughs> I might be available. <laughs> yeah, let me tell you her accolades as a podcast host. She's all about cooking. She makes weird intros, and she'll try to get on your nerves. She loves cats. She's super good looking, which means you cannot have her. She's mine. Go away. So obviously you're not going anywhere. Uh, what? Yeah, you're not going anywhere. You're mine. 
Look, my phone is ringing off the hook right now because so many people are calling asking me to be a co-host with them. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Anyway. Yes. Okay, so let's talk about hospitality. All right, so you asked me about what it means to be hospitable. Jessica, what does it mean to be hospitable? What do you think? Just be kind to others. Mm. I'm sorry, I couldn't hear you. Be kind to others. Oh. Yeah. Melissa, what do you think? Mm. Oh, yeah. That's interesting. No true. Could you, could you elaborate on that point? No true words then spoken from a baby. Could you say the word Ben? Ben. If she was like, Ben, I would. <laughs> I'd be like, you <laughs> Her first word recorded on the Altered Podcast. Wow, that would be something. Uh, hospitality is to be nice and to show genuine kindness people could you give me an example it goes against my character (laughs) (laughs) i'm just kidding so i find in a lot of women's bible studies within the past like three or four years that's kind of even before the pandemic that was really a hot button topic Mm -hmm. um since the pandemic it's kind of fizzled off and i feel like it's starting to come back into um into conversations now that you know kind of hopefully all of that pandemic stuff is mostly behind us um praise the lord i know right i'm ready to see people again (laughs) but do you think that in america we're really good at at hospitality no no because when people knock on your door people like run from the living room into the farthest corner of their bedroom (laughs) like back in the old days like before i was alive this is what I see on Andy Griffith anyway. Mm. <laughs> you would like have your screen door, like your front door open, and it's just your screen door. And then like your neighbor would walk over and be like, hey, Sally Lou, what are you doing? Well, nothing, Betsy. Come on in. I got a pot bacon. Now, like, we have security cameras, and like, I know if you step one quarter inch on my property, I'm just saying. Wow. Yeah, but I'm just saying. Well, so I grew up in Indiana. I don't know if it's different up there than it is down here, but we were not allowed to open the front door, you know, because we had a screen door. We couldn't open the front door. If we opened the front door, that meant that we could have people over to the house. And I don't know if that was like just a northern thing or just an area where I lived at, but that was kind of always like the thing. If you wanted someone to come over, you opened your front door and had your screen door open. That meant that you were able to have company come over. Oh, that's interesting. But now that everybody has air conditioning, that's not really necessarily the case anymore. Um, But people also in Indiana tend to, well, they used to anyway, when I was growing up, they would all sit on the front porches and it wasn't uncommon just to like walk over to someone's, you know, front porch and everybody just hang out together. Yeah, Mamma and Papa used to sit on their front porch and if they were on the front porch, that meant they were ready to have you for company. So, mm-hmm. and now, like I said, people ring your doorbell and we run, like we hide, <laughs> and we're like we're doing army crawls through the living room, and they're like, "Who's at the front door?" <laughs> well, and two, you know, if you think about it, like you were talking about, you know, baking the pie, a lot of people don't have time to cook anymore because they fill their schedules and their days with so much stuff. So, like you're eating out and you're doing all the stuff outside of the home, so people treat their house like a like a sanctuary. You know, like you come home. And, like, this is the place where I get in my comfy PJs and I don't want to be bothered, right? Watching Netflix. And, yeah, TikToks and whatever. So let me ask you, did your mom ever have a certain baked dish that she would leave it on the counter and she would say, 
Don't eat that. That is for company. No. Only at like Thanksgiving and Christmas time. You know, like she would bake something and she'd say, hey, we're going to have people come over later. Don't touch it. Otherwise, it was pretty much fair game. My, it wasn't my mom, but my grandmother would do that when we was over. She'd be like, this I made out of love. <laughs> so don't you touch it. For company. <laughs> I'm like, thanks, Granny. Mm. We're not company? No. Your family is different. So when people come over, they can eat it. Yeah. You just look at it. <laughs> no, I don't think that Mom ever did that. Like... There was one time she made this cake and it smelled really good. And we were going to take it to, my, I think, my Aunt Lucy's house. And I was like, oh, that smells so good. And I was wanting a piece so bad. And my mom finally caved and was like, you know what? Your Aunt Lucy wouldn't mind if you had a piece of cake. So I got a slice before everybody else did. Hey. Well, and you know that if you if you have a piece of the cake before it gets there, when people look at it and they're like, hey, somebody's eating a piece of cake, that must mean it's really good. So my cousins, we all really, well, for the most part, we really like the inside of the cake, mm-hmm. like not the outside edges. Yep. And so we were notorious for cutting squares in the middle and not taking the outside edges, which drove most of my aunts crazy. Oh, a bit. Okay. So hospitality. <laughs> <laughs> Can you yeah, be hospitable to your family or no? You can be hospitable to everyone. Can you be, do you, or does hospitality have to be just to strangers? No. No. I can show everyone hospitality. Hmm. I don't know why I have to say hospitality with so much like <laughs> hospitality. hospitality. Like with all of your facial muscles. Yeah, because yeah, <laughs> it's like it's such a hard word. To <laughs> it's like hospitality. hospitality. Okay, so, um, but it's it, it is a character. It, it is a something that is built up inside of you um, to display to other people, and I think it's a unnatural character. I think the natural uh, character flaw in us is like hermits. Don't I don't want to I don't want to be don't invade my space. You know, right, I'll be fate nice to you, but hospitality <laughs> is a genuine kindness to other people, and that is really true. Hospitality only comes through um, a AKA fruit of the spirit of Christ. I think it's building community. Yeah. I mean, because what is one of the fruits of the Spirit? Y'all are going through this at, in Kai Alpha right now. Love. Love. So, Joy, peace, patience, right. kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentle self-control. Got it. Chill. <laughs> <laughs> Love, peace, and joy all comes into a play mm-hmm. with hospitality. True that. If I don't have love and I don't have peace and I don't have joy, I cannot be hospitable to people. I think some of the lies that we can tell ourselves sometimes is that, oh my gosh, I've been so busy. My house is at like picked up and looking like Martha Stewart's house. I know that's something that I always struggle with is I'm like, my house doesn't look like one of those fancy better homes and gardens magazines and they can't come over because they might see dust, you know? And so, um, I was talking with a friend and we were talking about how that, even though like, that's not like nobody ever looks to see if I have dust or like messes or anything like that, but that is still like, a lie that goes on in the back of my mind whenever I invite somebody over to my house. I'm always like, hmm. Don't feel bad, Dina. Dust lives in our third bedroom, so at least he pays rent. Well, that's nice. <laughs> I wish my dust paid rent. Our cats don't even pay rent. I know, right? Yeah, and I, so here's the thing. And hospitality does not... Um, we've, we really did not talk about this enough before. <laughs> but hospitality 
is not just when people are coming over. Mm. It's also after they're gone. And my arm just popped. That really hurt. <laughs> <laughs> Today's show is brought to you by random things that happen to us. <laughs> Hunter's like, let's just go for it and see what the Spirit tells us to say on this podcast today. So that's what this is all about. Um, so no, but hospitality is also after they leave. Because it's not just like, oh, thank God that they're gone. You know what I'm saying? Did you see how their children act? Like, it is a, like you genuinely care for them even after they're gone. Mm-hmm. Yep. So do you know that hospitality is a biblical mandate? Ooh. It's funny that you're talking about love. So today we're going to be looking at Romans 12 just a little bit, 9 through 13. And Romans, Romans. 12. I know. <laughs> your favorite book, sir. And so we'll yeah, be in Romans 12, 9 through 13. And Romans 12, it's funny that you were talking about love because... 12.9 says, let love be without hypocrisy. Detest evil, cling to what is good. Love one another deeply as brothers and sisters. Then it says, outdo one another in showing honor. Do not lack diligence in zeal. Be fervent in the spirit. Serve the Lord. Rejoice in hope. Be patient in affliction. Be persistent in prayer. Share with the saints and their needs. Pursue hospitality. See, like, mm-hmm. and there was a lot of the fruits of the spirit in there. Mm-hmm. There were pursue is an interesting word on that. Yep, because that's not you know like a stagnant word. Like we have to go do something about that. Yeah, it's, it's something act- I'm driving for, and or should be striving for. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, when I, you know, wanted to date Dina, I didn't just sit there and stare at her. I pursued her, right? It was active. I had to do stuff. You didn't just text me over and over again. Right. I had to take her out on dates. and You didn't have to. I had to. Otherwise, you wouldn't know who I was. You (laughs) thought I was a bum. (laughs) (laughs) And I think the greatest thing about us doing the small group here at the house, it has forced us to have a sense of hospitality, Mm -hmm. especially people that we... So there's some people that come that I've never met before. Mm -hmm. It's like they're just walking up in my house. I'm like, who are you? (laughs) Yeah. We're coming to eat dinner. <laughs> <laughs> so, it, but it's just—it's kind of odd. Uh, hospitality, like I said, is not natural. Yeah. You. This is where. Th- this is the hermit shell, right? Well, you don't go inside the hermit shell. Right. It's—it's it's uh, the sanctuary. It's right. where you go. Yeah. And, yeah. Get You're away. exposing where, like, your where my dust lives. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Well, you're exposing a part of yourself. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're truly hospitable, I think that. All the things that kind of come well, before that in that Bible verse, I think, really. And what Dina work. just said isn't the Christian life supposed to demonstrate the love of Christ? Mm-hmm. It's supposed to magnify the gospel in every shade of life. Yeah. And so, even the the side that we want to hold secret, there is no secrecy in Christ. Uh, that's true. Ha! Yeah. <laughs> uh, I was thinking of you the other day because I was watching. Um, Thanks, man. I was thinking about you too. Ah, uh, you're welcome. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I was watching uh, the Chosen. Oh, um, I've watched like two episodes now or three. It makes maybe. me cry. It was it's really good, but you know, you know, okay, you know the one with Mary where she like demons delivered and now she's free, mm-hmm. and she invites all those people over to her house for like the first Sabbath that she celebrated in forever or something. Yeah, the Shabbat. Man, that was something. And like she invites like the blind person and like basically like it's almost like she invites all the people that nobody else wanted to have at their house for Shabbat, right? Which was the Sabbath, and then. Which none of that is in the Bible, um, it, including what happens next, which is Jesus comes and knocks at her door and is like, "Mary, hey, here's a disclaimer at the beginning." <laughs> there is, but it was so good. Like, and and you've said this before, and I totally agree. Like, you can see Jesus doing all the stuff that happens kind of in that, but she shows hospitality to all these people out of her thankfulness 
for the freedom that she has in Christ, um, you know, where she was trapped in darkness and had a demon, mm-hmm. you know, for so long. So it's, it's super cool. That was just a neat Angel episode. Studios and The Chosen, if you want to sponsor us, you can hit me up at one eight five nine. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Please reach out to the Alter Podcast page, though, in all seriousness, if you would like to support us. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, no, and, but Jesus showed hospitality. And, the disciples. What did Matthew do as soon as he got called? We talked about this in the interruptions, mm-hmm. uh, the yep. very first one. One of our most popular episodes. Yeah, yep. God working in the interruptions, um, which will make a be- which will be making a comeback. By the way, it will. Um, what did he do? He, after becoming a follower of Christ, he opened up his home and had a big dinner party. Mm-hmm. And it is, it is something that was not natural. He was a shut in. He was a hermit. He didn't like people before he was a follower of Christ. People were mean to him. He was an outcast. He's a tax collector. Yeah, yeah, and people hated his guts, and he really didn't like them either. He profited off of them. Um, he was a little lonely, and bam, he's a follower of Christ, and he is opening his mansion to uh, back then uh, yeah. to the world, saying, hey, this is this dinner party, and they invited tons of people. Yep. Yeah. All, of, all of basically his center friends. Yep. Oh, I'm sorry. I won't call them center friends anymore. <laughs> so, yeah. Yep. Um, so, yeah, I, I just thought it was interesting that let love be without hypocrisy is kind of the the first part of that, and it ends with pursue hospitality. So how does love, how does love, like that, that verse, love without hypocrisy? How does, how does, that, how does it what? How, how does that, how does, how could you, uh, genuine, genuine love, to mm-hmm. me, does not have any hypocrisy in it. Yeah. So, how? Why would Paul even put that in there? Well, I mean, so can you not be hypocritical in your love sometimes, though? And here's here's why I say that. When you see people who love people only to get something from them, I think that's hypocritical love. So that's what I'm saying. Genuine love has no hypocrisy. Yeah. Yeah. Like you love them with. N- not really expecting anything in return. Right. Yeah. Because if, if what you just described is the case, mm-hmm. then I love not them. I love what they can do for me. Right. And the benefits they give me. Yeah. Not them. Yeah. Now, I am curious because, you know, in Greek, which is what this was written in, they had several words for love. We, in America, have one, which kind of does us a disservice because I can simultaneously love the color of this table and love my wife which is two very separate things, right? I don't know. This color's quite nice. I mean, it's cool and all, but I don't love this color like I love my wife. Let's just be clear about that. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, it it does kind of make me wonder. And so let's just look it up and see. Romans 12.9 is agape. It's agape love. Now, agape love, and this is is the odd part. Agape love is kind of deep-seated family love. Um, It's kind of that love that, if you make me mad, I'm still going to agape you, right? right. Unconditional, <laughs> um, undeserved yeah. love. It's the love that typically that we describe as God having for us. Where phileo love is the love, it's like Philadelphia, the city of brotherly love. It's that like, hey, bro, you know, like I'm going to do nice <laughs> things for you, you know, which is also kind of brotherly, like family affection. But agape is more like deep-seated where brotherly affection, I would think, is almost more like, hospitality. Like, I'm going to do things for you, I feel like, in brotherly affection. Whereas agape is more of this thing that transcends what you do, again, if you make me mad or something like that. Hmm. 
So Okay, anyway. read the second part of that. So it says, let love be without hypocrisy, detest evil, cling to what is good. Okay, so detest evil. Uh-huh. Why is that important in hospitality? Good question. Is it important in hospitality? Because I don't know that all this is about hospitality. Right. I just like the fact that it starts with let your love be without hypocrisy. Uh, well, this, it, I think it has a point. So. so what is that point then? To detest evil? Uh-huh. Read the very next part. <laughs> uh, cling to what is good. Love one another deeply as brothers okay. and sisters. So we are detesting what is evil. Uh-huh. We are upholding what is good. Oh. When you say that, it makes me think of how <clears throat> we shouldn't be gossiping mm-hmm. and focusing on all the good things. Because mm-hmm. when we get together, you know, it can sometimes be easy to all you know, stick together and bash like something that makes one of us mad. Mm-hmm. And then someone else is like, yeah, that makes me mad too. Right, Alyssa? Yeah. Yeah, we're agreeing on that. She just said, amen. <laughs> <laughs> but to focus on what is good, we were talking last night in our Chi Alpha Bible study about speaking good things instead of focusing on all the negative. Mm-hmm. And in Richmond, Kentucky, they just opened up a new um, little dessert place called the Peach Cobbler Factory, I think. Right. Yeah. And so everybody's been talking about it on Facebook. Everyone's like, yeah, you should totally go check it out. It's like the best, blah, 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 blah. Well, everybody knows that the Peach Cobbler Factory came into town, right? Yep. But, like, what have you shared about, you know, something awesome, like, about God? Right. Do you share nearly as much about that as you do a new place that opens? Yeah, and we should be talking about more good things. And bad mm-hmm. things. Yeah. Well, and so we're detesting evil. Mm-hmm. I want to know what, de- what detest really means. That is strong hatred, sir. Right. Yes. It makes me sick to think about it. So, <clears throat> detest evil. What is evil? See, that's interesting. And now I'm 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 picking up what you're putting down. Okay. I'm stepping in what you're. This is how on. I read the book of Romans. It yeah. took me like three and a half years to get through it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, hey, it's like our study in Matthew at church. <laughs> Love you, Pastor Chris. Yeah. So, and then uphold what is good. Uh-huh. <clears throat> so we're detesting evil. What happens around Thanksgiving? I'm, there's a there's a lot of things I can go down the rabbit hole here. Evil. <laughs> <laughs> so, but what happens in um, around the dinner table? How many arguments and, and whatever yeah. you know? <clears throat> but I think what Paul's talking here is we're, we're detesting evil. It could be anything to, from false gospels to whatever. We're upholding with good, the love of Christ, the joy, you know, mm-hmm. all these different things. Yeah. I think it's the same thing that you should do around your Thanksgiving dinner. Since this is honing in on Thanksgiving and it's Thanksgiving week when your family comes over and you know you just, you and Aunt Becky just don't drive. Mm-hmm. All right? <laughs> Not Aunt Becky. <laughs> yeah. You, Aunt Becky, you know, she voted Full for house. Hillary Clinton. <laughs> she <laughs> so, did? Full house, Aunt Becky? <laughs> no, she just paid her way, kids way into school. Well, she did. <laughs> yeah, no, that, that yeah. yeah. And so, whatever. But you and Aunt Becky just don't drive, and you know that she's coming over Thursday for Thanksgiving dinner, and you're like, <sighs> could I, I could, I could detest this evil, like what is evil, and that is some of the feelings that we could have and I could uphold what is good mm-hmm. and I could show the love of Christ in this moment. And maybe, maybe Aunt Becky ain't saved. Maybe that she doesn't know. Maybe you don't know what she's going through. Um, and she doesn't know what you're going through. <clears throat> maybe upholding what is good is 
part of that love has no hypocrisy. Right. So. Yep. Well, to take that one step further, too. So, you know, the Bible says that we are made in the image of God. And so, and that's where I thought you were going to take this, so I'll just go ahead and take it the last little step there. But we are made in the image of God. And so for us to be made in the image of God means that the evil that it's talking about, it may not necessarily be talking about the people that you see. So we have this thing that we talk about in Chi Alpha where we talk about trying to have a culture of honor. And so we honor the image of God in people regardless of how much they drive us crazy sometimes. And so that means that... Um, when we honor that image of God in people, we honor the things that we see that is, is, even if they're not Christian, the thing that God did in them. Because God has still done something in them for them to have any kind of love or any kind of anything good, right? And so, um, and so yeah. So I, and this is where I thought you were going was, when we detest evil, it doesn't mean we detest people who have evil attributes. Mm-hmm. It means we detest the author of evil, but we still love the person, that kind of thing. Yeah, and... I think that it's just all what we're dealing with in the moment mm-hmm. in the, this Thanksgiving season, and so <clears throat> obviously with with Aunt Becky here, stupid Aunt Becky. Yeah, if you <laughs> haven't, that's that's prophesying to somebody. <laughs> uh, no, if we, Aunt Becky. Like I said, whatever is going on, put the, you can put it aside. It's one meal. Be all right, but there's something there that you can uphold that yep. is that is good. Yeah. And we, we look, as Christians, we should be looking to the good anyway, not to the evil. Yeah. So, yeah. Come Maybe on. true hospitality is just getting along, you know, for just a little bit. Well, hospitality is, is like I said, being genuine, genuine love to these people who are coming in your home. Mm-hmm. And it, you can take hospitality out into the world, too. Yeah. Uh, it's just like this force field of hospitality, right? <laughs> but I, I was reading, well, you was reading... Uh, the Desiring God art article we was going through. Thanks, Pastor John Piper. <laughs> we, I was reading another one, those 12 steps to hospitality. Mm. And it was basically like, take hugs with you everywhere you go. It was, it was mm. interesting. Like how It was basically all about how to greet people. Mm. Because your greeting has such an impact on your hospitality. If your greeting is cr- crappy, then your hospitality is going to be crappy. Interesting. So, if... I, if you walked in my house today and I was just like, bah humbug. That's true. <laughs> You'd be like, yeah, this is going to be a good time. <laughs> <laughs> it kind of sets the tone. Right. Yeah. So, cool. Next part. So then it says, do not lack diligence in zeal. Be fervent in the spirit. Serve the Lord. Mm-hmm. Rejoice in hope. Be patient in affliction. Be persistent in prayer. So be zealous in the serving of the Lord. Yep. Why is that important? Because hospitality is a part of that. Well, and just why is being zealous after God? Oh, because important? he's he's everything. He made us. He saved us. He he's he is it. Right. And so we pursue him everything him. we do. Yep. From waking up to eating to drinking to going to work, we've talked about all. All I could literally name every episode that we've ever done. <laughs> has well, luckily we only have twenty so far. Right. So <laughs> has been about uh, in some way, shape, or form being zealous after God. Oh, or would you say honoring God on the things He does? <laughs> huh. Yeah. Interesting. Wow, funny how that works. Yeah. Um, it's like it's planned. <laughs> yeah. Um, so being zealous after God, and the next part was? Shh. Uh, <laughs> rejoice. Lightsaber duel. <laughs> <laughs> That's the weakest lightsaber duel ever. Rejoice in hope. Be patient in affliction. Be persistent in prayer. 
Okay, so be patient in affliction mm-hmm. and persistent in prayer. Mm-hmm. So who's, Rejoice in who, hope. who's right writing this book? Mr. Paul, sir. Was he patient in affliction? Uh, it had to be. Yeah, what's the whole book of like uh, the whole book of, of Philippians is that way. Yeah. Well, and I was reading in Acts the other day, and I read the first time that Paul. And I'm gonna say this, and people are gonna be, like, yeah, man. The first time Paul got stoned, which is not mean <laughs> what some people would take it to mean. It means people took big old rocks and threw them at him until they thought he was dead because they were mad at him. I was like chapter four twenty. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> Speechless. It was actually chapter thirteen, is what it was. But um, in that chapter, uh, Paul is in Antioch um, and Iconium and Lystra and all these places, and Philippi for that matter. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, as he is, before he actually he gets to Philippi, I think it is while he is in um, um, Antioch. But anyway, uh, he makes some people mad, and they drive him out of the synagogue, and they, th- they, they stone him, what they think is to death. Well, then it says that the um, the people come and they pray, and he gets up and he just goes to the next town and starts preaching. Right. Um, if anybody was um, persistent, if anybody was um, diligent in zeal, if anybody was fervent in the spirit and serving the Lord, it was Paul. Right, and First Peter talks about it as well. Yep. When because that whole book is uplifting and encouragement encouragement to Christians who mm-hmm. are being. Hated on. Yeah. <laughs> That's the proper way to say that now. Yeah. Hated on yeah. uh, for being exiled. And Paul's like, yeah, you are exiles. Exiles from the, your your home place, which is with God. Yep. So you're going to be exiles. Yep. This is called get used to it. Yeah. But here's the hope you have in Jesus Christ. And that, again, is what Paul is, is always addressing. Mm-hmm. I have hope, peace above all things because of Christ. So read the next part. And the last part of this is share with the saints in their needs, pursue hospitality. So saints in their needs is a goes hand in hand with hospitality. Mm -hmm. So Jesus did this a lot when it was with them. What happened on the Sermon on the Mount? What is the first thing he did after he told them to sit down? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, He preached a big old message. Wrong. Rongo. For the Sermon on the Mount? Yeah. You, oh, you said after the Sermon on the Mount. No, I said what happened before the, like, he before the Sermon on the Mount. He sits down and he teaches them. Didn't he feed them? Not before the Sermon on the Mount. Though. No, not the Sermon on the Mount. Oh, I was so good. I thought I got you once. It was my fault. So the Sermon on the, the Mount. Where the, the Are you talking about the fish? Yeah. <laughs> it's so late. Now, now there was. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he is. he does. The other Mount. Sermon. He does teach a whole bunch. It actually says he has compassion on them, and he teaches them. Yeah, because and I they, believe it says in there several times too that he says to meet the needs during that time too. Yeah, well, and and so yeah, it says he has compassion on them. He teaches them, and he teaches them apparently pretty long. It may have been like a sermon on the mount type of sermon because that sucker is long. And then at the end of it, he's the the disciples come up and they're like, "Hey, there's all these people. You need to dismiss them so they can go get food. Otherwise, they're gonna like." basically pass out out here and jesus is like you feed him you know so he is identifying and trying to care so for and then <clears throat> when he would find people in random places did he usually have preach the gospel to them or did he and just be like all right take or that. did he meet some sort of need right did he, he just he was he just like yeah hey take this for what it is see you later and while you're still blind or did he heal the blind as well? So 
uh, there's not a, there's not an it encounter depends. in the Bible. There's yeah. not an encounter in the Bible when there was a person when there was a person with that kind of need. That person's when there was a person with that kind of need who came to Christ needing something, who left and went away with that same need. That wanted it to be taken. Well, right. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. So they would come, come, like they would willingly come to Christ. Yeah. And then they did not leave blind. Yeah. He would deal with them and then and deal with their soul issue and then deal, he would heal their physical issue. Because mm-hmm. he understood the importance of meeting physical needs. Yeah. Because I could preach the gospel to you all day long, but if you're still sitting there hungry, you're not going to listen to a daggone thing I said. Yeah. It's the same thing. That's part of being hospital. Being hospitable oh and that made me really nervous that you did that with your finger (laughs) (laughs) i don't know what he's doing ladies and gentlemen (laughs) yeah and so my biggest point is is that if this was a big practice in the ministry of christ it was not hey i'm a son of god i am Part of the triune God, I did this. I did, I can do this. I, I helped create the earth, and so I'm just going to preach you the truth. And I'm going to walk away. He had compassion. That is the biggest miracle in the Bible. One of the biggest miracles in the Bible that Jesus committed uh, is not healing, not raising Lazarus from the dead, not any of that. Is that he stopped and had compassion on people? You're talking about the man who created the stars and the planets all throughout the earth. I mean, his words are still vibrating off the walls of space and still creating. Mm-hmm. He hovered over the void, and he made it into something. He created a life. <clears throat> and all this, he's been around from the main beginning, but he sat down with people one-on-one and had compassion on people. That is a miracle. And, if, and it is a miracle that we can do the same. Yeah, when you were talking earlier, it made me think of James 2.14. Um, James 2.14 says, What good is it, my brothers and sisters, if someone claims to have faith but does not have works? Can such faith save him? If a brother or sister is without clothes and lacks daily food, and one of you says to them, Go in peace, stay warm, and be well fed, but you don't give them what the body needs, what good is it? In the same way, faith, if it doesn't have works, is dead by itself. But someone will say, You have faith and I have works. Show me your faith without works. And I will show you my faith by my works. Mm-hmm. You believe that God is one good. Even the demons believe, and they shudder. <coughs> Senseless person, are you willing to learn that faith without works is useless? Wasn't Abraham our father justified by works and offering Isaac his son on the altar? And it just continues on and on, right? And so the whole point there is not that we're saved by works, but faith without works is dead. That you have to have that sense in you that, like Jesus did of I want to meet the needs of people. And it's just the point mm-hmm. of that if you genuinely say, I care about people, mm-hmm. I want you to come and be a part of my kingdom forever. Yep. I want you to be a part of this brotherhood forever. Yep. Then I have to care about the physical needs of the people I'm ministering to. Yep. Just that's what the whole point of the care ministries is in church. Mm-hmm. I, we care about the needs of our congregants and even not our congregants. Mm-hmm. The people who are in our neighborhood and in our city um, than outwardly in our state. Like, we, we, we care. Yeah. And so even though there's times it's like, 
you shouldn't, or it's inconvenient, or mm-hmm. it's this and that. Jesus was inconvenienced. Yeah. I mean, yeah. The whole woman at the well was an inconvenience. He was tired. Like that's the yeah. point. That's what I think. That's there's things that there's trying. He's just trying to be led up to. Yeah. That we just overlook. Yeah, the woman with the issue of blood is the one that really gets me on inconvenience, quote right. unquote. Because he's going to save this little girl. Actually, he's going to bring this little girl back from the dead. She died. Um, and in the process, this woman with an issue of blood crawls through a crowd and touches the hem of Jesus' garment. Which, by the way, I learned something this week. I relearned something this week. You know those little tassels that would that says that she touched the hem, which would have been these little tassels that hung at the edge of his garment? You know why those were there? They are representative of the the Spirit of God all around you all the time, or the presence of God all around you all the time. So she was literally reaching for the presence of God that surrounded Jesus is what she was doing. Um, But anyway, the woman with the issue of blood, theoretically, if you think about it, if Jesus wasn't the Son of God, if he was just some dude, theoretically, she could have stolen the miracle from this little girl by touching the hem of his garment, which, you know, I mean, that's a, that's a thing, right? That could have happened, you know, if you think about it. But it wasn't. That wasn't the way it happened. It was this thing where Jesus says, your faith has made you well. Go in peace, right? And then turns around and does the miracle for the little kid, too. Mm-hmm. Um, but that is the one, in my opinion, that's inconvenient because he's going. He's in the process of going. And people don't know that she's died yet, right? right. They just think that she's sick and that he needs to get there as quick as possible. And she reaches out in the middle of this whole thing and actually interrupts Jesus, and a little girl dies. Can you imagine what would happened, by the way, if Jesus hadn't raised that little girl from the dead? Woman with the issue of blood, you just killed this little girl because mm-hmm. you needed your healing worse than she did. You know, so I mean, well, there's, and there's multiple that come to my mind. Yeah, the centurion, right? Yeah. That that story yeah. comes to my brain. Uh, the one where Jer- uh, Jesus is on his way into Jerusalem, coming into Palm Sunday. Oh yeah, and he's walking by. The, I think it's by Jericho, and the guy who's blind, blind Bartimaeus. Yeah. 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 So uh, there's a lot. Like he is on this mission. He knows what he's got to do, but these people are still needing and calling out for him. And and that story right there that I just mentioned literally says he stopped and had compassion on the man. Yeah. Like it, he didn't. Again, he didn't have to do it. It wouldn't affected anything. It wouldn't have changed the story. Mm-hmm. But he stopped and had compassion on the man. Yeah. So Jesus knew what he was here to do. He's already went through all of it. Yeah. He 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 knows. Yeah. And he's like, well, I'm about to give you eternal. I'm about to give you the opportunity for eternal life. Mm-hmm. But I'm gonna still stop and have compassion on you. Yeah. That's crazy. That is crazy. And then in turn, inconvenience. He was hung on a cross. Yeah. And had compassion. <laughs> <laughs> Most definitely. <laughs> he he was hung on a cross. And had compassion on the entire world. Yeah. When we were wretched sinners who betrayed him over and over and over. The, the, his, a lot, I mean, the people who he was preaching at and having compassion on himself yeah. looked at him and said, who would you rather have, mm-hmm. Barabbas or Jesus? Mm-hmm. And the same people he was just, that was probably the same people that was chanting, Hosanna, Hosanna, mm-hmm. and he was having compassion on and he was preaching in the city to yeah. are the same people that said Barabbas. Yeah. And put Jesus to death. Right. It, I mean, crazy. Again, he was betrayed after betrayed. His disciple betrayed him. So the man knew how to show hospitality, even when he was hated. Right. That's that's even harder. Like that. The Romans twelve there doesn't discuss that really. It's like that's a real conversation. How to show hospitality, even when the people that you're trying to show hospitality to hate your guts right. and want to hang you on a cross. Mm-hmm. Well. 
let's read the whole book of John. Because <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's easy to say, no, I'm, I'm, I'm good. Like mm-hmm. to back out and be like, you're not gonna like me, so I'm just gonna it's, not. And it's also easy for me to say, hey, Ben, Dina, you want to come over for a movie night and like, and then or game night. Well. Sometimes it's real difficult to invite Dina to game nights because <laughs> she wins all the time. But it is real. But it's real easy to have like people that you know you like over to your house. True. But it's real difficult to have people who are at your work come over to your house, and you're not really sure about them. And everybody's a little different at work. You know, it's not the real person always. And blah 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 blah. I think another thing to add about hospitality too is when you get invited to somebody's house. You need to stick with that commitment because you already made it. Because somebody has worked probably really hard to make sure you have food, entertainment. They've taken the time off of whatever else they could be doing, spending time with their family to, you know, prepare for you to come over. You know, at least me, I'm a planner. And so I've already thought about this for like two or three weeks before it's even happened. Yeah. You know, and it just... It's rude. <laughs> it's <laughs> That's just, good point. <laughs> you know, it is whenever everybody backs out at the last minute because, and I get it, people are tired and different things like that, but you need to be thinking about that before you accept the commitment to come over to someone's house. Yeah. Well, So you're not just, oh, sorry. Oh, no, go on. So you're not just saying keep your commitment that if I, if I invite you over, that I'm going to still have you over. You're saying if I accept your invitation, you invite me over, I shouldn't back out and say I'm not going to come after all. You're saying that, that it is hospitable of you to accept that invitation and keep it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's good. And, and to do what they've asked, be on time, be this, be that. Mm-hmm. It's this. It's this thought process behind all of it. <laughs> I felt it. It's okay. <laughs> I felt a little a little jab there. <laughs> to be on time, I got well, you, bro. <laughs> for people who don't know, Ben and Dina relate to everything. When Ben <laughs> dies. Buddy, I hope I'm late to my own funeral. What I'm, you talking no, about? No, I'm going to take my gun. I'm going to shoot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm scared. I'm going to shoot the hearse's tires so that they have to change flats <laughs> so that Ben will show up about 15 to 45 minutes late and everybody's going to be like, uh, makes sense. Makes I don't sense. think you have to worry about that. Probably like part of the casket will fall apart or something. <laughs> like. so, uh, uh, Is that a joke? <laughs> no. I'm just kidding. Yes. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay, buddy. No, yeah, what fat people can make fun of other fat people. That's true. That's true. That's okay. So now, but and the big thing is, is that you you don't know how much people really need. Like if they invited you over, it's because they wanted you to come over. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that's what people. It's the only light in their week or yeah. whatever. And I'm not saying I'm that great of a guest, but there are some people out there <laughs> who have those. Well, and you look forward to them coming over. Right. And there's times like, yeah, we have our Friendsgivings and our everything else. That these are highlights of the year mm-hmm. for all of our friends. That Our Merry Hallelujah Thank You Jesus party. <laughs> I wasn't was invited to the yeah. last one. <laughs> <laughs> we celebrated every holiday all at once. Somebody had a Valentine's Day shirt on. Someone had a Christmas shirt on. Thanksgiving. I wasn't we invited had the tree. to the last one. It's not true. Yeah, you were. I think you had a baby. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was the last time we went. We had it. Yeah, never mind. Yeah. I was about to tell a story about it one, too. <laughs> <laughs> so, let's let's start wrapping this thing up so with, oh, what, with a bow ahead. on top. What? What? Or were you what? wrapping up? I was going to say, how do we apply this to our lives? We've talked a lot about it, but now... Can I, huh? can I throw something in real quick? Sure. To two people... There's two groups of people... 
that are the most unreached people groups? Mm. Go for it. Do you know who they are? Mm, I do, yes. <laughs> I know you do. Of I don't know why I, I looked at you, because I know you do. Do you know, Hunter? Hmm. Aliens and cats. <laughs> yes, so invite all the cats to your house, all Hunter. All the cats. I'm not hospitable. It'd be perfect. All right. Who are the two so, loneliest groups in America? Jessica, you probably know. We've talked about this. International. Uh, Internationals and... Students. <laughs> they are students, Hunter. Well, no, you just said internationals. <laughs> so, I mean, so there's a lot well, of I mean, internationals yeah. out there. So internet, we're, yeah. I think we're specifically talking about international students and or college students, really. College like, students, So yeah. you're right. And the elderly. Yep. Students and old people. Those are the two loneliest groups in America. Makes sense. So, yeah. And so, you know, Ben and I, being a part of doing campus ministry, that's something we talk about with all of our college students. Like, invite people that you're sitting next to in class over to your dorm room. Go have coffee. Go have lunch. You have to eat at some point during the day. Mm -hmm. So you might as well be eating with somebody. Um, Whenever I was a student, our campus pastor said, I better not be catching you eating by yourself unless you're just like, on in a rush or something like that. Yeah, he was talking to leadership. Let's yeah. Be fair. yeah. Well, yeah. So it is and so and not that lonely? he was being mean or anything, but we needed to have community. And that was something that, you know, it's easy to do as a college student is you want to, you know, rush around all the time, but it's also a time to make incredible friendships mm-hmm. at the same time and get to talk to new people and meet people of, you know, whenever you're growing up, typically it's a smaller community mindset but whenever you get to college you get to meet people from all kinds of different places and so just to get to you know meet people with different thoughts and feelings and what you have is is interesting and um so something that chi alpha does is they call it xai chi alpha international and steve bortner shout out to him (laughs) we love you steve yeah um he is our southeast international director i guess is his title Sorry, Steve. I don't know what your official title is. But anyway, so he did this thing at one of our um, student conferences, and he gets up in front of everybody and says, if you're a college student and you're super into wanting to go do international ministry, you feel like that's what the Lord has called on you to do is to go overseas somewhere, blah, 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 blah. But you will not invite that international student that's sitting next to you out for coffee then you're not really wanting to do international ministry. You're wanting to go on vacation. You're talking about missions, yeah. You yeah. don't want to do international yeah. missions. You, yeah. You just want to go on vacation. Yeah. If you can't say amen, say ouch. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Amen or oh my. So, I mean, because there's already plenty of international students here. Now, EKU's international population has went down dramatically because of COVID and, and different things like that. But, um, yeah, we got tons of international students still, mm-hmm. like, 200 or something like that, which is still rather large. It's quite a lot. And how do you reach out to an international student? What do you do for them? Do you have to like Mm. spin around three times? And Well, typically they're always going to be hanging around the international student office. Uh And so one of the greatest ways to get involved is, which they do, and I'm glad that they do this, they do protect their international students Mm -hmm. because I'm sure that there are people with ill intent, right? you know, that want to go and... I don't know, yell at them or whatever they want to do. But but for the Christian, uh, I would say. But you, but to go talk to the international director and say, hey, what is a need that you have? Um, Rachel Mullins from uh, Chi Alpha in Moorhead, she reached out to their international um, director, and one of the greatest needs was they needed somebody to go pick up students from the airport. Mm-hmm. 
you know, and so they signed up to do that. They were like, yeah, just tell us when we need to go pick them up or take them to the airport. That's great because not only that, but then we get to talk to them for a few hours. Mm-hmm. And so that's been great. And so now they're taking college students to Walmart. They're teaching them how to cook American foods while and at the same time, they're getting excited because now they get to cook their own foods for somebody else that's interested in trying you know, something that's relatable to them. So now they're sharing and building this great community. And that first contact that they made with them where they had a couple hours to, to bring them back from the airport, did they pull out the gospel guns and blow them away No, with they the just scriptures? wanted to know who they are. Right. So we don't... We're not going there for like, all right, great, you're saved. Now moving on to the next one. We're right. not baiting and switching. That's not what we're doing. No, we are baiting making friends. Baiting and switching. Yes. I like that. We are making friends, and when it comes and up, that this what do you do that's important to you? If it's important to you, like you said about the the cobbler thing, if it's important to you, you will naturally talk about it at some point. Mm-hmm. Well, and so you make friends, and then you let the, the stuff come up naturally. And I I would say don't be unnatural. Don't don't be unyou. Yeah, dive into something that you like. Like for us or for me, I love sports. So, what is a huge international sport? Soccer, mm-hmm. right? The slash, real football? The slash football. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll debate that later. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, but, like, here, mm-hmm. first off, soccer is a world-renowned sport. Mm-hmm. It's football? Because it's <laughs> you use your feet? I understand. I'm saying soccer. <laughs> because that's what we call it here, Ben. <laughs> football? Yeah, sure. Okay. Uh, football with a U. Football uh, Americano. Football. <laughs> so soccer um, is the largest world sport ever. And so everywhere plays football. <laughs> uh, They're having right. a ball. And in America, soccer. Because uh, it's even exploding here. I mean, it is crazy in the last 10 years how soccer has exploded all across the country. True. Where it was only in a couple of states and, the, you know, you had uh, these just a couple of different clubs. Now it's it's exploded everywhere. I know. It's like it's their main goal or something. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it's way too late for that. <laughs> <laughs> so, but it's all about who you're reaching. You, you need to do a little bit of research. Like um, in Japan, baseball. Uh, see, America is the large is where baseball is played the the most. But the second is Japan, and they love it. They and they're they hot. probably don't love it as much as we do. I don't know about that. I'm wait. I'm sorry. We probably don't love it as much as right. they do. That's after what I was World to say. War Two. Yeah, they baseball, love. I'd say they love it much more. Yeah, than we baseball do. came over there and just. I mean, it. They took it and they ran at it, and the, I think they're better at it than we are, honestly. Mm. And they have done a great job. Basketball is exploding um, in the European countries and things like that. So just dive into what culture it is. I mean, rugby is exploding here in America now. Where and five years ago, rugby wasn't really a thing, but here, you know what is else exploding. is exploding? Pickleball. Did you all ever have to play pickleball in high school? There's another name for it. What is it? Um, racquetball, right? Is it the no, same thing? No, racquetball and pickleball are two different things. Yeah, different. Pat on a ball, smacking it around. No, pa- pickleball is m- more like tennis, where racquetball <laughs> is not. <laughs> and you're in a room. Yeah. So yeah. in, but in this, uh, it could be done with everything, right? And I use sports because I that's all I 
flipping know that and a little bit about Jesus. <laughs> so, because if it wasn't a Christian podcast, it would have been a sports podcast. But that's true. If if it's cooking and you're you're a good cook and you enjoy to cook and you want to reach these people, try to make some home dishes. You probably you probably botch it, but hey. And they say, "Hey, I, I made this. I thought that you you guys might want to try this, and that's a good way to 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 for the quickest way to somebody's heart is through their gut." <laughs> <laughs> so, yep, that's how Dina got been to Marion. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not disagreeing with so, that. So, I mean, just to kind of like make a little funny like insert here. So, whenever our, uh, I found out that one of his favorite things to make was, or that he liked to eat was cheesecake, I hated cheesecake at the time. You still hate cheesecake? No, I like cheesecake now. That's interesting. Oh, I like good cheesecake. We'll talk about that later. But, <laughs> my mom always made the no-bake cheesecakes, and so I knew that you didn't really have to have like a stove or anything like that, but he loved cheesecake. So, I went and got um, the ingredients to make one, and I gave it to him, and he was so excited, because that was something I could make in the dorm room. Right, and he was so excited about it because he couldn't get cheesecake because they didn't make it at EKU in the uh, cafeteria or anything like that. Mm-hmm. And so he was like, "You'll have to make me another one." So I don't know why I decided to go get two pie dishes, <laughs> and so I would make one for him, and he would take it. Well, when he finished that one because it was a no bake cheesecake, I already had another one made. So I would just switch them. And so he always had this revolving door of cheesecakes. And I gained 50 pounds that year. No <laughs> joke. <laughs> but you know what? And it wasn't just the cheesecakes. It was also eating Taco Bell at midnight and a whole bunch of other and stuff. And that year, Fresh Ben food. bought the engagement ring. <laughs> <laughs> I did not, but oh. I wanted to. No, he couldn't close. run away, though. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely couldn't. I was 50 pounds every I was before. So I think the key there, but I think the key is, um, is to find... Find something that you enjoy yep. and that they enjoy. Yep. And if your heart is to reach uh, foreign s- people, foreign students, whatever. International students? They're foreign from here. I don't understand how that is. Uh, I, don't, I don't know if that's a, is that is that a PC way to say that? Like a political. A pa- I was going to say a Pastor Chris way. A political, <laughs> correct, <laughs> a political correct way to say that. Foreign? We'll just foreign? say international. I feel like foreign is a okay word. Not from America? I guess. Yeah, okay. Cool. I mean, I didn't call them. The point is, the point is, <laughs> Look, people from other countries, or even from other Look, states, here we go. because like we have students who go Foreigners to from you know Tennessee. real life, like um, one of our friends that came from Washington State, Definitely clear foreign. across the country. Big weirdo. I love Allie. <laughs> <She's so laughs> you funny. know, she came to real life looking for community. That's true. Yeah. So, like I said, for foreign people, I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna keep saying it. Uh, it's a Listen, we were already canceled after the abortion That's talk last week, so I, it doesn't matter. <laughs> definitely uh, true. So here's the thing: just just find what you like, what they like, and match it up. That's how that's how you make friends in a normal everyday society. <laughs> things don't change; they do the same things there. When they, they find common ground, that's how they make friends. Just the same here, and mm-hmm. like you said, discipleship starts with friendship. That's true. And you'll never know what they teach you, and you'll teach them. And bada bing, bada boom, It'll discipleship. Yep. So and then if you're going to EKU, you can just go to Chi Alpha and. Yep. yep. Yeah. Amen. Preach Hallelujah. that a little longer. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. All right. So let's talk application. Now, we've already talked a little bit about application with international students, a.k.a. <laughs> 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 foreign <laughs> students. International <laughs> students. 
Um, but let's talk application in our everyday lives. So it's Thanksgiving week. It's the Tuesday, if you're listening to this on the release date, which you should. It's Tuesday before Thanksgiving. How do I be hospitable this week? With Aunt Becky. With Aunt Becky. <laughs> or whoever. So, Doesn't matter. Doesn't have to be Aunt Becky. Thanksgiving Becky. morning. Mm-hmm. You go and you get the paper so that after dinner and you're awkwardly talk, trying to figure out what to talk about, you can talk about your Black Friday shopping game plan. Ah. Uh, how's that hospitable? I don't know. I just thought I'd throw that down. <laughs> well, I mean, it is because, like, you're, you're, you are taking. <laughs> That's what my cousins do. You are taking. We lay time out a game plan. It's like risk. It is. Divide and conquer. Breaking news. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> Breaking news? But in most contexts, foreign is not a natural term. We can replace this word foreign with global, world, or international. So, sorry about it. <laughs> See. There's way too much foreign talk in here to be editing it out now. <laughs> that's, that's true. So, back to what Dina was saying. Sorry. Thank you for admitting you were wrong, Hunter. I had to Google it. I was like, now I'm curious. <laughs> so back to back to back on the back on the track here. So yeah, plan things out for your family ahead of time, and execute those plans accordingly. Like if you know it's going to get sketchy, have a plan. <laughs> yeah. The, the 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 what's that old saying? The the devil lives in the mind of the idol or something like that. Anyway, the point is, don't if you don't want to get awkward, don't let it be idle. Plan your Thanksgiving. Look, here's what you need to do. You need to eat a lot of food, mm-hmm. get real sleepy, turn on Thursday football, be fine, go home at a decent hour, take a nap. Which football? The only f- football <laughs> that matters. <laughs> American football. American football. Americano. Uh. Football. <laughs> no, it's football Americano. Yeah. I don't speak that foreignness. No. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So the point is... Plan for your family. That's one way you can be hospitable. What's another way you can be hospitable? Jessica, it's Thanksgiving week. How can we be hospitable this week to someone? Be nice to them. Oh, that's, <laughs> yeah. Your husband, for instance. <coughs> that's you know a what? When subject. I think about <laughs> hospitable, there's one person I always think about from our church, and that is Carol Bales. Yeah, for sure. Shout out to Carol. Shout out to Carol. Because she is so great about, even though she has a million members of the Bales clan, like I don't even know how many, I don't even know if they know Clean. who all is really family at this point. <laughs> but like, they are always so good at inviting. They're always so good at inviting students over to their house, and they feel like they're a part of the family. Yep. Oh yeah, they has to. They they, they did have the inter- international student. Well, I mean, but I mean, just random students, regu- like yeah, they invited students over for Christmas one time, and I think that they had presents. Like even people that didn't even know who this person was <laughs> yeah. had presents for some of the students. Bottom presents, like Steve and Janet at church. We'll pick a random person and just take them out to lunch, just because they're just there. You know, like, there's all that kind of stuff. Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, we could be on time this Thursday. Uh, this Thursday? Yeah, coming up on Thanksgiving. Oh, be on time for the Thanksgiving? Yeah, you okay. should. If dinner starts at 3, you oh, be there. Oh, ours starts at noon. Oh, if it starts at noon, be there at noon. And then you have first dinner. <laughs> <laughs> and then you wait a little while, play some games, do some stuff, and then you have second dinner. It's like... Like and then you plan <laughs> your Black Friday shopping, and then you eat supper. Yeah. Like, uh, and 
that is that is a big thing. So be kind, be on time. What did what did you say? I haven't said anything yet. Well, what are you going to say? Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Segway. So one of my things is, um, and this this may sound odd, but if you are one of those people that are lonely for Thanksgiving, um, the best way to to do that, the best way to fix that, is to be hospitable and be your own solution. Invite the people that nobody that has no Thanksgiving, right? Invite the person at church who you know is going to be hanging out all alone for Thanksgiving too, or invite the random old couple whose kids live in Timbuktu nowhere, you know, hey, come over to my house. And if someone's going to be working on Thanksgiving and you know that that person's not going to get to spend like a Thanksgiving with somebody, Mm -hmm. invite them over for Friday meal or it doesn't have to be on Thursday. Elevensies. Afternoon (laughs) tea. (laughs) (laughs) So you know what would be a great ministry opportunity for a single person? What's that? Going to Waffle House. No, hold up now. Oh, no, I'm, I'm with you. So go up to Waffle House. Praise the Lord. And it, it's this hillbilly hibachi. That's all it is. That's true. <laughs> um, and you go into Waffle House, and there's go, there's people there on mm-hmm. Thanksgiving. That place is packed mm-hmm. on Thanksgiving and Christmas. Wow. Uh, Jessica was so sick one year for uh, when Christmas. She was, Christmas. Yeah, Christmas when she was pregnant with Lil. Mm. Uh, she forced her family to go eat Waffle House. Waffle House. Yeah. Redneck hibachi on Christmas. But So there's people there. Just, just saying. Uh, and... Go be there. Go be the the light in that place. You don't know what's going on there. People are working, as Dina just said. Or even take that, like the people who are working there, food. Ooh, and maybe gifts. even seeing if you could just eat with them. Yeah, that's cool. Or a pumpkin spice latte. Set up a tailgate <laughs> out in the parking lot. Yeah, with cornhole. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that is a good point. To be entertainment for people is a great way to show hospitality. Yeah, or just a card. Hey, we appreciate you, or whatever. A- yeah. And if you go eat at these places on Thanksgiving, leave a tip. Yes, That's all I'm saying. Giant, giant tip. Ten percent more. Oh yeah, Ten. twenty twenty percent. Okay, ten uh, percent. Even more. Let's go seventy five percent. Wow. Hundred dollar bill. Double your bill with well, your tip. How, how about this? I've always said this. I always say this with offering too. Where you pray about it. There you go. You know, what do these people need? You know what I can afford. You yep. know what these people need. How can I bless this person today? Yeah. But I say, go buy them a card. Here you go. Boom. Nice. Yep. And you, this makes them feel great. So. Yep. And if your wife's cooking, go buy her card. Card. <laughs> 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 Whenever I worked as a cashier at Kroger, people would give me stuff all the time because I'd be working like Christmas Eve, and uh, there was one time I had a hundred dollar bill and like a little mini card because. Mm. If the camera call it, it saw it, I had to stick it in the drawer. I couldn't keep it. Ah, uh, so what did that mean to you? It was nice. Yeah. It was like for customers to actually like think about us mm-hmm. and all the hustle and bustle of everything. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. We just taught her how to be sneaky. <laughs> <laughs> well, that too. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what? That's okay. Sometimes that's that's definitely okay. Dina, have you already gave one? I thought so, but. Again, I think I'll just say to be positive and be kind. Mm-hmm. Positivity. Yeah. So I'll just say that. If is that our last 10%? Was that our last 10%? I, I think that is. I'll call that our last 10%. Okay. So look, I'm just going to say this. Episode one, mm-hmm. we, <laughs> I remember episode one. <laughs> ah, the good old days. <laughs> when I sat on the couch and played Mario Kart and didn't have to participate. <laughs> episode one. Back when Jess was taking her naps. <laughs> 
I was like eight months pregnant. You very okay. much were. I'm not. I'm I not down in your naps. Pregnant. I'm not down in your naps at all. I'm. I'm she jealous. was making a human being. I'm jealous of the fact that you took naps. So I want to. And then episode one came along. We had Hunter's random question. That's true. On episode ten, that random question died. <laughs> 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 and Dina's fun facts was born out of the ashes. It was. It's a phoenix. Well, episode <laughs> episode twenty, Dina's fun facts. Has died. No, we it will revive itself. No, it's dead. <laughs> it will come back <laughs> better than ever. So now we have a new segment. Bust out your Bibles with Ben. Woo! <laughs> he almost forgot his own <laughs> title. <laughs> I was waiting for bust because you have to have that at the end. Bust out your Bibles with Ben. Bust out your Bibles with Ben. So, question for the whole panel: How many times is the word unicorn used in the Bible? Five. Wait, 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 wait. Good wait, question what, or good what, answer? What, Not what, what version? King James. Three. Yes, sir. Four. So we have three. We have four. We have five. All are incorrect. One. Seven. But if this is the price is right, Jess wins because she did not go over. The correct answer is nine. Nine times. Well, we didn't go over either. But she's closest. But she's closest. Okay. But price I just is right wanted rules. to throw that out there. I know, but I'm just saying price is right rules. She didn't go over. And Dean she's is very competitive, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I just want him to get his facts straight. <laughs> Anyways, unicorn, nine times, King James Bible only. What's I do not think it is in another translation. You know what they call them in other Bibles? No idea. Uh, rhinoceros in is one of them. Interesting. Yes. So, uh, Daniel eight five, for instance, says, "And I, as I was considering, behold, an he goat came from the west on the face of the whole earth and touched not the ground, and the goat had a notable horn." That's not. That doesn't talk about. That doesn't <laughs> say the word unicorn. <laughs> Bible Gateway, you lied. That was the suggested result. So I just told a fib. There's not nine. It looks like there is one. Hang on, we're going to count them so that lies don't happen again. There's one, <laughs> I two, think my segment was three, better. <laughs> four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. There are nine lies. Okay, there are nine. <laughs> Plus a suggested result that doesn't explicitly are we have, have the word to start unicorn. fact checking you before your segment. No, Which, but sure. I will not let this happen again. Anyway, <laughs> Numbers twenty three twenty two does say, "God brought them out of Egypt. He hath, as it were, the strength of an unicorn." That's one of them. Another, Numbers 24.8, God brought him forth out of Egypt. He hath, as it were, the strength of a unicorn. He shall eat up the nations, his enemies, and shall break their bones and pierce them through with his arrows. I think There's, we need to make t-shirts that say strength of a unicorn. Strength of a unicorn. And on the back it says stupid sheep. <laughs> Deuteronomy 33.17, his glory is like the firstling of his bullock, and his horns are like the horns of unicorns. With them he shall push the people together to the ends so of the ben. earth. Ben. Wait, wait, there's more. Job 39.9, will the unicorn be willing to serve thee or abide by thy crib? <laughs> Job 39.10, canst thou bind the unicorn with his band in the furrow, or will he harrow the valleys after thee? That one is actually, if you look at modern translations, that's the rhinoceros. Psalm 22.21, save me from the lion's mouth, for thou hast heard me from the horns of the unicorns. That rhymes. <laughs> yes, it well, so, I mean, you know, so there are more. Is a unicorn a unicorn? That's a good question. We don't know. So yeah. really, it doesn't sound like unicorns are super sweet and innocent. They sound ferocious. Vicious. 
So here's the thing about the word unicorn. The word unicorn in um, Old Hebrew was not an untranslatable word, but it was not a word that we have a modern English meaning for. So could it mean the word unicorn like we understand it? Yes. <laughs> they were sitting around like, what's the closest thing to this? Bob, how about a unicorn? <laughs> <laughs> or... Or it could have also been that they were thinking about a rhinoceros or an animal that has a singular horn on its head. So that's why that he-goat thing, by the way, is a thing, is because the goat had one horn in Daniel. Um, it's actually representative, we think, of the Antichrist. Anyway, that's a whole other, um, other story. Listen, I've actually, that, that, was very, that was a very good segment. Keep it up. Bust out your Bibles with Ben. So we'll do Coming Unless you're you. driving, then just think about your Bibles with Ben. <laughs> so and this this segment will stay alive all the way to episode thirty, and then Jessica will come up with her own segment for thirty to forty, then Hunter's random question will come back from forty to fifty. And then Dina's fun fact will come back from fifty to sixty and on and on and on it goes. I, I got a question. Are we ever gonna have like a hiatus? A hiatus? What? Yeah. Like, when somebody like dies. No, like <laughs> Like TV shows have like a couple months off. So will we ever take a break from the yeah. podcast? Yeah. Christians, Christians never. never take breaks. I don't know. Maybe. Christians never take breaks. Like if we take a break, it's did like you know that weeks. that's not biblical? Did you know this that this isn't the, on the Sabbath? Did you know that the very first thing <laughs> that the Bible does after God makes stuff is He takes a Sabbath, Guess even what? though He didn't need it. So did you know that the Hebrew day started with ben, a Sabbath, ben, which is the nighttime? Ben. And ben. so you were supposed to rest first and then do your work. Hey, Ben. We're in America. <laughs> Sorry, I should have saved that for B- Bust Out Your Bibles with Ben next week. Oh. Hey, Ben. What? So when God created the universe, yes. on the sixth day, he created everything he intended on creating, right? I guess so. Okay. So when the podcast is done and we've <laughs> created everything we've intended on creating, then we can take a Sabbath from it. But until then, Which we shall not. Never. What? Episode 7,486, we will take a two-week break and then come back and make episode 7,487. Oh, man, we're going to have to note. remember that. It's going to take a lot of memory. <laughs> <laughs> Ben's gonna, it's going to be like 7,486. And Ben's going to be like, you remember Lily's episode 20? Lily's going to be 21 <laughs> and be like, hey, I remember when you said. <laughs> so, look, all I'm saying is the answer to that is we'll, we will probably take a couple-week break here or there, whatever. There's things that go on. Here and there, vacations come up in the summer. It's the holiday season. Things happen, but that's why we have weeks in advance of recording. It's the holiday season. The holiday season. And we'll do them. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> <laughs> oh, couldn't resist. I think we do need some like holiday stuff okay. coming up. <laughs> guys, thank you so much for listening to the Altered Podcast <laughs> on Anchor FM. Have a great Thanksgiving. Yep. Happy, Thanksgiving! Happy Thanksgiving! And then we can finally talk about Christmas. But Praise not Lord. yet. Alright, Ben, here's with that fancy outro. Thank you for listening to the Altered Podcast. Be sure to listen next week for a brand new episode. Also, Be sure to connect with us on the Altered Podcast Facebook page for updates and other cool content. See you next week.